0: Hello again and welcome to the second podcast for the leading of the Why series on the topic of Jesus. Can I say this has been a very weighty, heavy topic and I'm very, very conscious that I am simply unable to describe or write a Bible study about Jesus you might think that's a crazy thing for me to say, but the more and more I think about him in particular, the more and more I consider what scripture says, the more I see how pitiful my attempts are. So please be prayerful. Let's work hard at this and pray that God will bring great things out of people's understanding and reflection and meditation on Jesus. First of all, I want to say thanks for the leaders' meeting last week. There were some exciting announcements and plans uh, were made, so keep an eye on your inbox to see a summary of that meeting. And if you weren't there, please make sure you read it and ask any questions. If you were there, please make sure you read it and remember what we're doing. And please remember to ask your group who they can invite and join your growth group? And also, can you think about who in your group could be a co-leader with you? We really want every leader to have a co-leader so they can help you in your leading and maybe one day take on their own group. Into the study, question one. What do you think the world would be like if Jesus never existed? What changes did the world experience as the message of Jesus spread. Uh, Welfare and hospitals and abolition of slavery and women's rights and the dignity of human life and free speech and the list goes on. This is not to say, we're unable to say that these things would not have eventually come about but it is to say that the unique view of God and humanity and the creation that comes from Jesus' teaching gave birth to all these things, and it's hard to imagine these things springing from anything else. But just spend some time with your group. Just a bit, just, just a riff on that for a while. What if Jesus never existed, or if he was never born, How would that affect our world? What would be missing? I suppose Christmas time would be missing. That would be no good, no presents. Anyway, question two, what do you or others you know find hard to believe about Jesus? Now, it's important in this question that people feel safe in answering because some may have real doubts about Jesus' existence, the virgin birth, miracles, the resurrection, etc., And they need to be able to feel safe to voice those things because, frankly, they will feel that they are in a group where they cannot voice those things. We want to say they have permission to do that. If the group tries to change the person's mind who says they don't know if Jesus existed or not, just attempt to pull them back and say that it's not it's time to share, not time to change other people's minds. That sort of thing. Just allow those questions to come up often a voiced question will help a person work through that question, but uh it's at least good to give that time to talk about that. Question three the term "son of man is Jesus' favorite way of referring to himself. What do the following passages say about the Son of Man? Now, I've put in each of these a, in brackets sort of the answer, which will sort of guide you as you read. And I hope it doesn't, uh, it's not they're not spoilers or so, but to think through these things. Matthew 9 is the story of Jesus forgiving the man, lowered uh, the paralytic lowered down through the roof. And he says, Son, your sins are forgiven. Note how... The Pharisees respond, Matthew chapter twelve. Jesus calls himself the Lord of the Sabbath, which is quite actually. I am going to. I've already sent out these Bible studies. I am going to actually delete the uh, the things in brackets, so you won't have those things in brackets, and they won't either. So, sorry to make that very confusing at the moment, but I am just changed my mind midstream. But anyway, uh, Matthew thirteen. Talks about him being the judge. Matthew 16, Jesus is the Christ or the King. And Matthew 19 is also talking about him being the King of Israel, but in another way. Question four What does John's Gospel say about Jesus? John 1 1 to 3 talks about Jesus being God and being with God. John 1 15 is John the Baptist saying that Jesus came before him even though he came after him and he ranks over him. So it's this pre-existent Jesus that that John the Baptist is talking about. Look at John chapter 8 verses 56 to 58 and then also read John chapter 10 verses 31 to 33 and you'll find another similar thing where Jesus says before Abraham was I am and they pick up stones to stone him. Now the question is why do they want to stone him for that? What was he saying? He was actually claiming to be a good, good to, claiming to be God. John chapter 20 is the story of Thomas saying unless I put my finger in the sides and in the holes these wounds they'll never believe. And then when Thomas does see Jesus, he cries out, My Lord and my God. And significantly, Jesus does not correct him, but receives that worship. So just on those last two questions, question three and question four, we're getting a little bit of a picture of what Jesus understands himself to be. And here we've got John's gospel uh, explaining uh, theologically who Jesus is, and he is pointing out his divinity. Question five, read Mark 10, 41 to 45. How would you say Jesus served? Now, hopefully this is not too basic question, but we're asking the question, who is doing this serving? What is this serving? Uh, How does Jesus express this servanthood? Ultimately, his service is on the cross for us. So here it is, our God and King who is laying down his life for us? This is an astounding point to grasp that this is what God is like a humble servant and this is the God that we know. Question six is spend the rest of your time reflecting on either Colossians 115 to 20 or Philippians 2 1 to 10. Can I encourage you to read it together slowly? Ask the question, what jumps out for you? What questions does the passage raise for you? And what part does this Jesus that you're reading about really play in your life? So friends, a difficult study I found to write. I hope it's not a difficult study to lead, but I do pray that it will be a profound study for people to wrestle with the word of God that comes up and see a picture of Jesus more and more clearly, and ask the question, the big question, what part does this Jesus really play in your life? And so it really must drive us to prayer. Hope things go well, and I'm looking forward to hearing what you have to say about how this study went, and pray that Jesus is more honoured in our lives because of it. Amen.